0: Take your business further at tmobilecom slash now.
2: Hi, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. And we're going on a series of double dates to find out what makes a marriage last.
1: I don't often find myself hanging out with a pair of heavy-hitting lawyers, just for fun. But when Marlo and I had the chance to sit down with David and Mary boys,
2: that's exactly what it was. They're an incredible couple. I mean, when David met Mary, she was the assistant director for the domestic policy staff under President Jimmy Carter,
1: and David was chief counsel for Ted Kennedy.
2: Well, you don't get more power couple than that.
1: Certainly not. When we settled down to chat with them, we were eager to know about their first meeting. Were they cautious lawyers, or was the attraction immediate? It took me about twelve
3: seconds. <laughs> uh, he wasn't married. Always oh, good. He okay. was really smart. Mm-hmm. He was very good looking. And he had a little money in his pocket. <laughs> so, so, and mo- he was a nice
2: guy. Mother would have liked it. So
3: it took yeah. me 12 seconds. <laughs> took him a while.
2: <laughs> no, it didn't take me very long. <laughs> <laughs> but what did, what did you think? I mean, did you? Uh, I thought she was
4: really uh, sexy. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, which at that stage was very high priority for me. <laughs> uh, and very smart. Yeah. And I asked her out the next time I was in Washington. Uh-huh. Um, but
3: we were negotiating at that time because Kennedy, we were working on airline deregulation. And Kennedy had a bill that was very radical. President really Carter supported a bill that was more moderate. 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 And so we had negotiating sessions with me and six or eight other people from the administration, different agencies, and then him. And I said to my colleagues, we are not negotiating with this man. And they said, <laughs> well, why? I said, no offense, but he's 100 times smarter <laughs> than all of us put together. That was uh, seven. 1977.
2: And you got married in 82? 82. 82. Wow. And, um, that was a long time you waited.
3: Well, he'd been married twice. Yes, And people were warning me, Uh you know, this guy marries, but he doesn't really stay with people. And that was fine with me because I'd already been married. Right. I sort of got that out of my system. Uh But once I moved to New York, I thought, I'm not going to live in New York and not be married. Uh So... Are we getting married, or am I moving back to Washington?
4: <laughs> That's good. I don't remember it quite that
2: way. <laughs> How do you
4: remember it? I, don't, I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember me asking you, and I don't remember you
2: bringing it up to me, sweetheart. But you might have. What gave you the optimism to get married a third time?
4: Oh, well, I was just too much in love, not.
2: To. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, And and were you a little nervous about marrying a guy who'd been married twice before?
4: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) And I
3: figured, well, (laughs) we won't have children, and it'll be fun as long as it lasts, and then I'll do something else.
2: Why did you think you wouldn't have children?
3: Because he already had four. Uh And I knew that if we had children, then I'd be really in in this marriage. And
2: how old were you this time?
3: 32.
2: That's a good age to get married. It
3: was a wonderful age to get married. And the first child came... (laughs) when I was 33 and then the second one, I was 35 and it it, it was just good timing.
2: Uh-huh.
3: I wasn't anxious to get married. I wasn't looking to get married, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, every time I saw him, I went weak in the knees and uh. I thought that's a good sign
2: <laughs> <That's> a <very laughs> good and it's fact. still true. Yeah, <laughs> That's a great <laughs> sign.
1: Well, I, I have a mental picture of your evenings together. First of all, <laughs> You both have your computer (laughs) and I would think that in the evening hours, you have a hard time not being on them.
3: Here's a typical night. We go out to dinner a lot and we go out just the two of us a lot when we can and have, we call them dates. They are dates. And a typical dinner starts with, sweetheart, did you see what the Supreme Court did this morning? (laughs) Can you believe that? Or, what do you think of this opinion? Our very first real date, we talked about the IBM antitrust case for two and a half hours. Well, of course you (laughs)
0: were. And I was fascinated.
4: (laughs) Well, this was was after, after, though, after she um, uh, appeared like 90 minutes late, because there had been some crisis in the White House, and she had had to stay and work on it. Um, which she thought was entirely understandable because she was working for the president of the United States. I thought if it was an efficient president of the United States, he would have had his work done. (laughs) But um, uh, (laughs) so it was, we did get to the IBM antitrust case, but only after she arrived and we went through what she'd been
2: doing. That's true. But you waited 90 minutes.
4: I did. I did. No, she she was definitely worth waiting for. No cell phones in those days. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There was no, I did mean. Did you
2: call the or D? That's what I used no, to know. No, I didn't did.
3: because I was on the phone constantly, constantly, constantly. I was asked to get something done and it was not something that could be done out of the White House. Right. And it was a Friday night and it was getting later and later and later. And I was just on two lines, three lines. It was it was fun and wonderful and crazy. And I'd look at the watch and say, oh, I wonder if he's still there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's like (laughs) Phil gave a party in Chicago uh, for me, for all the people in Chicago that he worked with and that he knew and the movie critic and the TV critic Mm -hmm. and the newspaper people. I was very excited about it. And I was producing a movie uh, that I was also starring in, and I was supposed to begin the music score on Tuesday... The composer had a heart attack. Uh-huh. And so my co-producer said, you, you can't go away this weekend. We're going to have to write an entire score by Tuesday. So I call Phil. And I say, um, oh, I'm you know <laughs> so thrilled that you're giving this party for me. <laughs> but I have sort of bad news. I can't come. <laughs> He goes, you're kidding, right? <laughs> anyway, so he gave these 200 people, came to his house. He had a tent. He had a band. He had all these people. And there was no <laughs> molo. A, and I, thought, I love that. I, know, I love that. And I really thought, you know, this is it. He, this guy's going to, like, dump me tomorrow. <laughs> so these things happen to me when you're dealing with people who are in responsible jobs. You can't, you don't, you can't walk out on the president, yeah, right, and yeah, I can't right. walk out on a movie that yeah. I have to As deliver to the network. You right. know? And these men who marry us or who stay in love with us yeah. through that, you know, they have to be the kind of men who can handle yes, that, who right. can take that.
4: I think it's important, I mean, because I think, you know, part of what, you know, makes relationships work is each of you being interested in the other and interested in what the other is doing and, and how to help the other.
1: Right. You do talk about CHOP, about yeah, we your CHOP. Yeah, we do. Yes, I mean, we, we do.
4: talk about a lot of other things, but, but we do talk about it because, um, you know, if, if you've got a difficult case, difficult legal problem or factual problem, you know, it, it's good to just be able to talk it through with somebody who's A, knows what you're doing, and B is smart, and C, three is sort of thoughtful, and...
2: And four is and, on and your f- side. And
4: finally, <laughs> and finally is patient. <laughs> you know, because um, the more you get into something that's really complicated, the, the deeper you get into it, the fewer and fewer people are interested in that level of detail. Mm-hmm. If I tell somebody, like, um, uh, if I, I've got a, maybe a very interesting case where I'm trying to uh, sue health insurers for price fixing or antitrust violations. That's sort of interesting to people because they want to improve the healthcare system, and big companies getting together and conspiring is kind of interesting. But then you begin to get into the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth level of detail, and you begin talking about how many you know insureds there are in this county in <laughs> Alabama, and nobody you know, unless it's your spouse, is going to be interested <laughs> right. in that. All right. You know? Right. So,
3: and what do you have to prove? Yeah. under Section 2 of the Clayton Mm -hmm. in order to win this. But you understand what what he's
1: talking about. I do, and I'm
3: fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about law, we talk about politics, we talk a lot about history, we debate. You know, did Eisenhower do the right thing here? (laughs) It's fun. But when our children were growing up, they sometimes thought we were arguing.
4: Because they didn't
3: understand what we were talking about. Because we
4: were talking intensely
2: and, you know... uh, well, you were debating. Yeah, we were exactly.
3: You know, debating Disgusting. is a little bit because right. right. we don't yeah. we don't entirely agree on everything, yeah. well, and that's, that's right. good too.
2: Yeah. Were you married to a lawyer before?
3: No, I was married to a college professor.
2: And and what, were you ever married to a lawyer? Yes,
4: mm. both my former wives were.
2: Really? Yeah. Huh. There's a there's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think it's important that you be have different interests, but it's also important
1: that you share some interests. Right, you know, it,
4: and, and, it's, and it's important that they understand what you're
1: doing, that
4: your you're with somebody. Your interests
1: are so common. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, you're chewing up time yeah. that might otherwise be devoted to differences that cause anger. and Yeah, right, uh, yeah. In other words, it, it saves you from what other couples might devote to uh, conflict. And, yeah. and
3: that's true. Although often we have friendly disagreements. Hmm. You know, I think the court went too far on this, or when Clarence Thomas said X, I didn't see any basis for that. Mm-hmm. And then he would say, "Well, you've got to look at it this way and right. what." So yes, we avoid topics of conflict,
4: but we have lively disagreements <laughs> right.
2: How, how do lawyers fight? That's
4: interesting. Well, I mean, I think, I think actually one thing, I, I, I haven't really thought about this before, but, but I think maybe one thing um, that helps uh, in times of conflict is being lawyers because as lawyers you understand that there are different points of view. You're always dealing with somebody who has a different point of view. And, and you understand that somebody who is your adversary is not your enemy. But I think it, I think more important is that if you keep in context disputes, disagreements, if you get angry, and you keep that in the context of the overall relationship you don't you're not likely to powder or go off or, or, or stay angry very long um, because you understand that it's such a tiny part of your relationship, and it's, it's such a small part of your time together.
1: Right. As a couple, they've had a lot of joy, but no shortage of tragedy either.
2: David, in particular, has had his share of heartbreak. Uh,
4: I've lost two children. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, my daughter had lung cancer. My son had this aneurysm. She was uh, 48, and uh, he was 50. Oh, terrible. Yes.
3: My job was to be there. There's nothing you can say. Yeah. You're never the same when you lose a child. No. So I, um, when we first heard that Jonathan was in a bad way, you said, I can't, I can't do this again. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can and we will. Yeah, yeah. We
2: must. And Bye. so it mm-hmm. and um, we yeah. are. Yep. That's what marriage is kind of for. Yep. To be the cushion of life. Yeah, right, right, right. When my father died, I loved him so much. He was my best friend ever. You know, I was mm-hmm. a real daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. And when he died, I, I just, I mean, I just grieved something terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went to a shrink that I had gone to years before, and I said, "I, this is, like, is this sick that I'm crying so much? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, what, what is you know?" He said, "No." This is what life yeah, is. Right. Yeah. He said, and this is why some people don't commit to love. Yeah. Because yeah. they know at the end somewhere. Something's going to happen. The loss. Loss going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. And Phil, God, Phil just brought me through it and mm-hmm. had my mom come and live with us for three months. I mean, and she was a mess and we, I was a mess. He just entertained us every mm-hmm. night. He invited people. He took us out. I mean, it was just. We both, my mother and I were both basket cases, but he really came through. He really, and that's the cushion.
3: Oh, a good Irish man, a good Irish <clears throat> lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah,
1: We'll have more after a quick break.
0: As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet.
1: They're both so smart, it's hard to believe that David was dropping out after high school. I mean, I don't
4: know what would happen if my first wife had not gotten me to go to college, but...
2: uh, Why didn't you want to go?
4: I didn't like school. I'm dyslexic. Uh, As I got further along in school, reading was... I didn't really like reading. Studying
2: Uh, the law, you must.
4: how did you do it? I listened well. I could learn almost everything I wanted just listening in class to my professors. I'm still not a great reader. But I um, mean, I didn't read it all until I was in third grade. I Nothing. Know. The the most important thing is to understand that it is an input problem. It's not a processing problem. It's an, it is an ability to absorb information. It's not how well you think. I mean, um, there's no negative correlation between dyslexia and intelligence.
2: Right, but all those facts that you have to gather in order to make a case, all yeah, but, the research right, you have to and, do.
4: Yeah, you, and, and, and I do have to do some reading, but, <laughs> but as I say, I listen really well. I think it has taught me to organize my thoughts, to simplify things, seek out the things that are important because mm-hmm. you can't read everything.
2: Right. All, you know, That's all, breathtaking. All of those. It really is. I bet you can't imagine it, Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hardwired that way, Uh but
3: I don't have his processing power, Uh but it's fun to live
2: with. (laughs) (laughs) So where are you on the jealousy meter? I'm Sicilian. I'm very jealous.
3: David has friends who are women and they are friends. And I was jealous for a while, but then I put that away. I said, well, so you know what? You de- how did you deal with it though, at the time? I said, you know what? If he wanted to be with him, he'd be with him. He's left two wives. Why? Right. He knows how to do it. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here. He'll just go off. Right. So why am
2: I thinking about this? Yeah. I you mean, think like a lawyer.
3: I figured we often had his former wives or one of them come on vacations oh my with God. us yeah. Yeah. because there grandchildren and children were there. And he asked me once, do you mind if Carol comes on the Christmas trip? I thought, his first wife. And I thought, why would I mind? Because her four children, who were still growing up, and then grandchildren were on those trips. And you're spending a week in the Caribbean. How can I say grandmother can't be there? So I said to myself, if he wanted to be with her, <laughs> yeah, so, he would be yeah, with her. So, right. yeah, bring yeah, her on. Yeah,
2: right. Wow. And I
3: really meant that. Yeah. And it's been good, and it's good for the children.
2: Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it is.
3: But I'm not jealous of them at all. Uh-huh. Uh, his second wife is a friend of mine. Yeah. Fact, when I met her, I sort of gasped and thought, that's me 10 years older. <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> Well, okay, <laughs> you
2: know it'll be fun while it lasts. <laughs> Turns out it did last. One of the things I think that we've learned from a lot of these couples is that people accom- change things about themselves in order to accommodate another person.
4: Well, well, I mean, um, for example, um, she wanted to tear down my house. <laughs> 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 the uh, and. Um, uh, that, that seemed to me at the time to be a really bad idea, um, uh, because I thought it was a perfectly good house. A ranch-style hideous
3: pile <laughs> of rubbish.
4: It was, it was a nicer house than I'd ever lived in my life, I told them, and I thought, it was a, I thought it was perfectly good. Now, I eventually understood that building another house was more important to her than keeping the house that we had was to me. And once I understood that, I was perfectly happy to tear down the house and build a new one. Hmm. Um, and and as in so many things, uh, she was right because this is a much nicer house, <laughs> and I'm much happier here than I would have been if we hadn't torn down the torn the house and, and built this one. But uh, you
2: were able to not make that a power struggle and just right. and just say, okay, this means more to her than it this to me, and, than it does to me. And
4: and also and also you know. There are lots of things that I don't do so well and a lot of things that I don't know so well that she knows better than I do and does better than I do. Uh, Each of us is very conscious of if there's something that's more important to the other than it is to us, that we just decide to do it the way the other one wants to. For example, one of the things that I did uh, before we were married was I would go to Las Vegas often and when we got married um mary despised las vegas (laughs) i do too (laughs) Uh, she you know i mean um the first time we went she pointed out that most of the men there were wearing more jewelry than she was (laughs) Uh, and um i mean she there was almost nothing there that she really liked but um and then she realized that I, I enjoyed going there, and um, you like to gamble and I like to gamble and I liked the shows and i liked and I liked the ambiance and um, and so she um, uh, and not grudgingly, when you do something for somebody don 't do it grudgingly don 't make them feel <laughs> that you 're doing them a favor right and she has sort of embraced going to Las Vegas and I think Although she may tell you differently when, <laughs> when the microphones are off and you're a private. Uh, but I, I think she actually enjoys going there. Like, no, How often do you go? Probably three four times a year.
1: Wow. To Vegas? To Vegas. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, See, what I did I, I was... used to go I used to go six times a year. Wow. I used to go every other month. But uh, but, but now about three or four times.
1: And I lost $20 <laughs> And I was depressed for a month. <laughs> I didn't have $20 did worth write? of fun. Yeah, right. Of course, this was back when I didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, right. Well,
2: uh, what, what about you, though?
3: Well, here's what I did. I figured out, okay, this... Gee, I thought he was so intelligent. <laughs> but here we are going to Las Vegas? Now, he never went crazy. You know, he never lost a lot of money. Yeah. You know, he never gambled the house. Yeah. And I decided all right, he likes to do this. I don't. We do stuff I like to do that he doesn't like to do. So we'll even it out. And I said, what can I do there that I like? I like to hit tennis balls. So we would go there, and I would hire the pro, and I'd spend the afternoon on the tennis court. Okay. And I was perfectly happy. Yeah. And I, so I just decided, he likes to do this. We do stuff I like to do that he doesn't. And so... I'll find a niche.
2: Yeah, mm.
3: and I did.
2: I'll find a now way. Now it's fun
3: to go. That's
2: and the shows are good. That's the one good. The shows one, are
4: great. I, th- I, th- I think
3: the I shows can are never great. stay up. That the shows late. are
2: really good. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And so, what are some of the things that he does for you that that he doesn't like to do? What you like to do?
3: I, you, I might be wrong about this, but when we first started taking bike trips mm. as a vacation right a vacation you you know <laughs> you're grinding your way up a How about mountain hotel to right? cap on a bike yeah, yeah. that's my and idea our yeah. first bike trip was 29 years ago <laughs> and we've been doing them ever since really we do two or three a year wow and it's perfectly clear that he does that i think you it's like me well, in las vegas I, Yeah, I think you I, now
4: kind of like I've, it i have come to sort of like it um, but um in the beginning um The idea of um i mean you get these bike trips you you go for a week and you and you travel like 40 50 sometimes 60 miles a day
2: oh my god Um,
4: uh and and, get up early and um (laughs) so so a i don't like to get up early Uh, b I don't really dislike exercise, but not a high priority for me.
2: I'm just fascinated that you do these bike trips. I Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, really. And one of the nice
4: things is that we're together the entire day. Nothing else happening. You know, we can just ride together, talk, and it's very peaceful. Mm -hmm. Very
2: nice. Yeah.
3: There came a time Mm -hmm. when I said to you, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to do, I want to do.
4: Mm -hmm. Wow. Right, yeah, right. And I
3: thought to myself, yeah. Here you are, you're a lawyer, you're a feminist, and you're saying to this man, "Whatever you want." <laughs> and I thought, "Good grief, it's come to this." <laughs> <You know? laughs> but a lot of things changed. It wasn't a negotiation anymore. The next day he became a nicer person than he was, <laughs> right. and it became
4: an upward spiral. I, I think that's of right. kindness uh, and. No, <laughs>
3: And yeah. it changed everything.
4: And I, and I remember feeling, well, actually, whatever you wanted, I want. You why, know I mean? well, because I really felt the same way. We decided, I don't know, 10 years into our marriage,
3: we'd been bickering about unimportant things. And we just decided are we in or are we out? Yeah, right, are yeah. we married or aren't we? Yeah. If we're married, let's make that yeah. a really good thing. And so when we disagree on stuff, I, and I think he, has an eye with what's really important here, a great loving marriage. Mm-hmm. So he's dead wrong on this issue. Who cares? I don't really. I don't have to win every argument.
1: Is one of you uh, more likely to be the peacemaker? or?
3: Oh, me, of course. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> no, I don't think... Either one of us.
4: Yeah, I I would not say either one. I think we
3: kind of trade around on
4: that. I wouldn't say either one of us. I I think that we're both pretty good, as I say, at keeping things in context.
3: I'm married to someone who is not your typical great lawyer. He is off the charts. Right. (laughs) I use that to my advantage. I don't resent that. You know, I learn stuff from him. I still argue. I respond. Mm -hmm. But you pretty much dazzle me (laughs) with what you come up with. And I love it.
1: That's Mary and David boys. I don't know how they could be more in tune with each other.
2: It was so moving to see how they share each other's joys and sorrows and passions. That's what marriage is all about.
1: Until next time, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. You
3: know, I don't need to be right. I can tell myself I'm right.
1: (laughs) Double
2: Date is a production of Pushkin Industries. The show was created by us and produced by Sarah Lilly. Michael Bahari is associate producer. Musical adaptations of It Had to Be You by Stellwagen Symphonette.
1: Marlo and I are executive producers, along with Mia Lobel and Lital
2: Molad from Pushkin. Special thanks to Jacob Weisberg, Malcolm Gladwell, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Eric Sandler, Emily Rostek, Jason Gambrell, Paul Williams, and Bruce Kluger. If you like our show,
1: please remember to share, rate, and review. Thanks for listening. Enter now at TMobile.com/slash
5: unconventional awards. See you there. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat